You know, my mom did uh, um, one of the one of the last times I was on, I, I believe, for Eclipse. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was the one where we were talking about how Edward has sex with sheep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and fucks him right in half. Yeah, and just bifurcates the sheep. So, so your I mom mean, called you to ask what bifurcate means? No, she's very intelligent. She called me to chew me out for not being a lady. <laughs> a rare first. How, how would a lady have dealt with that situation properly? Probably. Um, politely uh, excused herself? Yeah, <laughs> just hung up. <laughs> well, I never. I think you're supposed to faint and then get up fanning yourself. <laughs> uh, and just clutch smelling salts. <laughs> right. uh, all this yeah. sheep fucking has given me a case of the vapors. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, Meat Suits and Meat Dresses. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about bad books, movies, and television. This is episode 119, of course, being the number you call if you want to get the lipos or the rife department because you're having a jersey mean. <laughs> or Someone's going to listen to this in a mirror and it all makes sense. <laughs> Or maybe you just call and there's a recorded message making fun of dyslexic people. I don't know. <laughs> You're anyway, not going to get saved. Speaking of jokes that are in bad taste, uh, this week we're we're talking about the second quarter of Breaking Dawn by Stephanie Meyer. The second quarter of Breaking Dawn. Which means we have th- two more quarters and a movie and another movie. So four more Twilight episodes. <laughs> Uh, but this is the last one about the book for a while, so I can put that away. Uh, if you want to read along with us, of course, you can go to our uh, our sponsor, audiblepodcast.com slash readandweep. And if you go to that address and sign up for a free trial, you could get this book. You could get the entirety of the Breaking Dawn audiobook for free. And you support our show by doing so. Or if you'd rather, you could also go to that same place, audiblepodcast.com slash readandweep, and use your, your free book for something better. Like, for example, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter by Seth Graham Smith. And that would allow you to, anytime you hear us talking about Twilight, picture Abraham Lincoln killing Edward with an axe. Wow, with an axe? Right. Well, that's what he's holding on the cover of the book. <laughs> Dude, that I'm, is awesome. It's pretty cool. Or if you want to force us to read anything of your choice for an upcoming episode, of course, you can go to readdestrip.com slash sponsor, and you can become a sponsor for a nominal fee. We will read or watch anything that you choose with a few very small technical restrictions up to a certain amount of time. Uh, and... Uh, very reasonably priced for the time being. We've gotten a f- we've done two episodes already, and they were great. We've got another one in the hopper uh, at some point, and uh, once we get too many of them, we'll raise the price. So get in on the ground floor. Uh, Read-weep.com/sponsor. So I'm Alex Falcone. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. Uh, this week on Twitter, I was discussing how tattoos are very popular in Portland right now, and it seems like a fad, and it's strange to have permanent fads. Like if I had gotten my pogs permanently attached to my body, that would have been a strange decision. Good thing you didn't do that. Yeah. Uh, or slap bracelet slapped yeah, right like, into your skin. Some combination of like slap bracelet Chinese finger trap where you slap it on and it never comes off. I would have had a sticky hand in the middle of my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> Those things are awesome. My nose would be a scrunchie. My foot would be a lunchable. <laughs> awesome. Well, there you go. See, that's the conversation you could have been a part of on Twitter. Uh, so, 
other panelists today, of course, he's at Ezra Fox on Twitter. And this week he's been talking about his NaNoWriMo experiences uh, in San Francisco, California. It's Ezra Fox. Ezra, yeah. how are you doing? Um, I am procrastinating right now. Uh, so I'm supposed to be turning out just over 1,600 words a day uh, for NaNoWriMo, National Novel Writing Month. And uh, I'm not doing that right this second. <laughs> <laughs> I've talked to so many people about this project, and you're one of the people I believe could do it. Thank you. It's especially possible since I know how to copy and paste things. So if it's like half as long as it's supposed to be, it'll just be the same book twice. <laughs> uh, also, uh, he's joining us as usual. He's at C. Walter Smith. C. The letter Walter Smith on Twitter. And this week, he was talking about uh, flying on a Disney plane in Seattle, Washington. It's Chris Smith. Fuck yeah. I was flying home from work and um, it was the Disney plane. It had Mickey and Minnie and Goofy on it. On the outside of the plane, I was stoked. And I recently went to a costume-themed Ultimate Frisbee tournament as a Disney-themed team. So me and my buddy were tweeting back and forth about uh, Gaston. Yeah. yeah. Is that how you were at your at your tournament? Indeed. I had a heinous wig and a wicked hangover. <laughs> That's what he always accessorizes with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No one drinks coffee in Tylenol like Gaston. <laughs> no one pukes on the field and sleeps it off like Gaston. <laughs> no one says, oh, shut off the light like Gaston. <laughs> also today, a very special guest here with us for all of the Twilight whenever we can have her. Uh, you might see her Herald, Herald Team Meridian in Iowa, Chicago. And also big music fan this week listening to the Mates of State and the Antlers in Chicago. It's Sarah Hathaway. Hi, guys. I like lots of good things. <laughs> Do you like any bad things? Well, I mean, I don't know. I just, I feel like I have to defend that because I'm the Twilight expert. And I've had a lot of people ask me now if I really am into Twilight. And I'm not into Twilight. I'm just into you guys and your podcast. That is how I feel as well. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm totally into us. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta tell you, I, I, I admit it. I admit it casually and upfront in mixed company. I've had a lot of fun telling people that are not on the show about Twilight because this book is the craziest fucking book I've ever read. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely. Just, it's, it's, she, she just like hits the crazy afterburners. <laughs> she, <totally, laughs> she, she had a tank of crazy stored up that you didn't expect. Oh, uh, yeah. All that crazy mixed with nitro. Definitely. Yeah. Well, it's compressed liquid crazy. So it burns really fast and hot. <laughs> It fuels all of Vin Diesel's cars. <laughs> the fast and the fucking insane. <laughs> all right, Chris, I wanna I wanna hear about it. Let's let's hear the plot. Chris, you are our summarizer, obviously, for your freakish recall and your dulcet tones. Today, I would like you to summarize in the style of a newborn, but surprisingly con- self-controlled vampire. Oh, everything's weird. Everything's weird. Everything's weird, and I don't know what's going on. But I'm gonna stay still. I'm gonna stay quiet. I'm gonna stay boring. Ready, set, go. Okay, so when we last left, the first quarter of this book, God, it depresses me to say quarter, um, is that Bella was pregnant with Edward's demon seed. So Edward is a vampire. Bella is a normal girl. And she's been dating him. They got married, so they had sex for reals. You know, not in sin or anything, because that would be the worst. Instead, she gets pregnant, and this thing is growing inside her. So they rush her back to her hometown of Forks, Washington, where Edward's family, who are all vampires, are watching over her. Anyway, she's pregnant and being eaten from the inside by a monster. Meanwhile, Jacob, her best friend, who's a werewolf... And sort of ex-boyfriend. And sort of ex-boyfriend, sort of ex-kiss rapist. rapist. That's right. (laughs) 
decides to leave his own pack of werewolves, which is, I guess, a big deal, uh, in order to hang out near Bella and worry himself sick right next to Edward, who's worrying himself sick. (laughs) Eventually, they realize, oh, vampires drink blood, which makes things a little better. Um, And the baby, if you want to call it that, the sea monster growing inside Bella gets to drink human blood. And then all of a sudden, it's time to give birth. And there's like half this chapter is about giving birth. It it was a while. Mm -hmm. Um, And they give birth, and then Bella turns into a vampire. That's pretty much it. I, I mean, um, there's one critical detail I think that is very important to make sure you don't gloss over, which is that in giving birth, Edward has to chew through the placenta to get the baby child me- demon out. Well, and also chew through the amni- amniotic sac. Because, yes, I guess uh, that's the important part. Edward, Edward's vampire teeth are, because normally vampire skin and vampire tissue is unbreakable, except by like vampire and werewolf teeth. Right, so and he has to or something. Yeah. So meanwhile, while Bella is in the throes of painful childbirth and vomiting blood because that's what she's been eating for a while, um, he has to gnaw through her belly and go get a child and fetch it out and then gnaw through its umbilical cord to with, give birth. With the secondary goal of getting to the cream filling. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And this baby gestated in about, mm, I don't know, 48 hours. I don't know. Really, really. <laughs> I suspect that Bella is like a, an Easter bunny. In that he, she's hollow on the inside. Yeah, she's completely hollow on the inside. That's bullshit. <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> so <laughs> Return it. You feel cheated all the time. Anyway, Jacob doesn't really like it. He doesn't like the baby until, bam, he falls in love with the baby. Oh, I didn't get there. Is that what happens? Yeah. That's the yeah. last line. Spoiler Imprint. alert, baby dating. Jacob falls in love with the new baby <laughs> as soon as it's born. Yes, exactly that face. (laughs) (laughs) All right, sorry, I just had to make sure everyone knew. (laughs) All right, well, I guess we can talk about it now. But, man, my head is swimming from this new information. (laughs) Because I really thought it couldn't have gotten any crazier. I really thought you shot her wad. Don't you challenge her. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, I've turned around. I suspect that this whole series has been a brilliant joke on the fan. <laughs> Stephanie Meyer knew what she was doing all along, and this is like the Manchurian vampire a date. Hey, it's time for the compliment sandwich. We like to start and end every uh, discussion of every book on the show with a compliment sandwich. Uh, that's how we seem like fair and legitimate criticism. Chris, you have volunteered yourself to go first. Sarah, yes. as the guest, you have the right to allow that or to usurp it and be first. Oh, no. I was going to opt for last. Please, Chris. Perfect. Okay. My compliment is that Stephanie Meyer clearly doesn't know anything about medicine or science because mm-hmm. her science and her doctors do TV doctor things where they go, get the medicine for that patient. <laughs> and science and genetics is down to the, counting the number of pairs of chromosomes. Yeah. So like humans have, that's right, 23 pairs of chromosomes. Vampires have 25. So the kid must have 24. So do werewolves, clearly viable genetic species. <laughs> I mean, like, I like to think of that whole section as, like, every time there was a sentence, there was a little Wikipedia parentheses that says, yeah, uh, sources needed. Yeah, citation. (laughs) Citation Citation required. That's the one. (laughs) This article requires cleanup. Yeah. (laughs) This this book requires cleanup to meet Wikipedia's standards. Yeah. I mean, 
there are many animals that are wildly different species that share the same number of chromosome <laughs> pairs. I want to springboard off that into my compliment, if Sarah will allow it. Please. So she managed to, in this section on the science, Stephanie Meyer managed to finally show me what the worst possible use of the word almost is. <laughs> <laughs> in recorded history, and as long as humans have lived, she's finally found the worst use of this word. Uh, so during the science thing, and they're talking about the 24 chromosome pairs, Dr. Carlisle is talking to Jacob, and he says, Your DNA is different, though, Jacob. Almost magical. He shapeshifts into a wolf, where he's telekinetically linked to other shapeshifting wolf people. There's no almost here. Uh, it's a really high threshold for Carlisle's magic. I think yeah. <laughs> it's like the Harvard of magic, I think. He used to hang out with dudes who could like high five you and know every single thing you've ever thought. Like Yeah. And even that's know. not really magic. That's more just it's, uh, it's science. That's in that extra chromosome pair. Yeah, it's it's all chromosomal. Chromosomal. It's chromosomal. All right. Uh Ez, that leaves you compliment away. Well, uh, if Sarah will allow it. Yeah, Sarah? Please. Okay, great. Okay. Uh, so, uh, many of you know that from day one, I've been a big supporter of Team Kill Bella. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it, it was it was good. Like, the Cliff almost did it. Uh, several different vampires almost did it. Uh, Volturi, I'm still holding out hope. But the baby comes closer than anyone before. And yeah. I just got to give it to this kid. Uh, rookie. First, first, first year. On, <laughs> a redshirt freshman, really. Uh, yeah, exactly. True freshman. Uh, yeah. A squirmon. Uh, <laughs> and... Uh, Basically, did make some real good show of it. First, tries to uh, tries to just suck all of her blood from the inside, breaks some ribs, does some good damage. Really gets in there, mixes it up. Almost um, breaks a hip from the inside. It seems like a hip. I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure her salsa days were over. Um, uh, breaks her back while being born. Yeah. And then just uh, and then immediately tries to suck her blood. Yeah, through, through her boob, the top of her boob. <laughs> Um, I just, you gotta appreciate the hustle, I think. This, this yeah. kid's going some places. <laughs> yeah. And that uh, makes our, boom, tough acting player of the game, <laughs> Renesme. Brought to you by tough acting, audiblepodcast.com slash read and weep. All right, Sarah, uh, if you'll allow it, it's your turn. Please, me. All right. <laughs> so, uh, during the section where Jacob is the narrator... Um, he's describing Edward's pain at like Bella being killed from the inside out by their weird spawn. And uh, he says that Edward looks like a man on fire. So he keeps calling him the burning man. And <laughs> whenever he said that, I just pictured Edward as the literal like giant burning effigy at burning man. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it was the only time I could ever see what Bella saw in him. <laughs> I bet uh, some free thinkers are hanging out there. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted Edward to be super callous about it and just say, like, I can't help but feel somewhat responsible for this. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> That'll happen. Wah, wah. Well, <laughs> you'd win some, you lose some. Tough break, kiddo. <laughs> All right, excellent. Now it is time uh, for our regular game each week. 
This week the game is called Bob the Hater. Can we hate it? Yes, we can. (laughs) (laughs) So in any order, something you hated about this section of this book. Go. Oh, man, childbirth sounds bad. I mean, mean, it's sort of the worst one I've heard described. The worst one I've heard described. Clearly, the baby was, you know, breaking her bones from the inside. Um, And then and then Bella started puking blood all over herself. And I thought, I don't need this. (laughs) That's why I always wear a condom when I sleep with vampires. (laughs) That's a really good safe sex ad. Yeah, you're damn straight. I think, like, the other thing is, like, so the birth was described from Jacob's perspective first, and that was the more detailed one, because Bella was like, I kept blacking out, because of course she did, it was interesting. <laughs> but, I mean, so, like, Jacob is describing it, and, and, of course, they, like, they're getting around this operating table, and they take off all her clothes, because uh, they aren't going to hang around when that baby rips through. So, <laughs> she's, like, naked on this table, and Jacob has enough time to slip in some creepy comment about, like, well, I'd always want wanted to see her naked guess this was a weird time for it (laughs) i wasn't as turned on as i thought i was gonna be but it was still decently hot please excuse my wildly inappropriate boner (laughs) sorry guys i'm gonna go over here and hump the side of this table for a little while (laughs) uh we haven't even touched on how ridiculous the wolves are like, this was something that happened in this section was the insight into their messed up pack mind. Like, there's one girl werewolf, and now she's like, I'm a genetic neuter. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, like, touched on and, like, used to be like, so Bella should definitely keep her weird baby. And then, like, dropped and never brought up again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, she'll be a biological cul-de-sac. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. But, well, but I loved I loved the wolf pack because there was the sad like but like there was like the the sassy female gray wolf and then there was the young overly positive Seth wolf and then Jacob ended being sort of like the wise old golden retriever. It was basically homeward bound. Oh. <laughs> it was basically homeward bound and I it was kind of delightful. But the Sierra Nevada mountains are so large. <laughs> How will we ever get to Massachusetts? Here's a hate. I think that Bella is rude. Uh, she ends up naming the baby. Because it turns out it's a girl, so it gets named Renezme, which is both the moms. Yeah, both of the moms' names just crash together. Like you can just do that. Ugh. But which is just terrible and hard to say and ridiculous. But her original plan was to name if it was going. She thought it would be a boy and was going to name it Edward Jacob after her husband and her ex-boyfriend whose heart she broke. And it is rude to name your kid after your ex-boyfriend. That's yeah. That's bullshit. I mean, by the same thing, it should have been Charlyle, right? <laughs> have Much Charlie, have Charlie. <laughs> Definitely Charlie or Carly or Carly. Carly's, Carly's the boy. Charlyle's pretty funny. Charlyle. Yeah, Charlyle's really excellent. <laughs> it's like the worst like runner-up prize ever. I think. It's like, well, you didn't have, get to have sex with me, but you're the middle name. You so get to that's be something. The name on. Well, and. Also super creepy because he was going to imprint on it anyway. At least we're glad it's a girl. Ah. Yeah, that was exactly it. And see, like, that never comes up either. Is like, everyone's super hetero. <laughs> what if, all right, so if Renesmee was actually Charlyle instead and, like, Jacob, like, imprints anyway, and he's like, oh, shit, I guess I'm gay now. <laughs> well, yeah. didn't see that one coming. Yeah. He's just gay for Charlyle. He's not gay gay. He's just gay for Charlyle. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. By the way, it's for the strength of the pack. It's not for him. Yeah. 
Okay. No, you know who I liked was uh, Lizzie. Oh. Oh, yeah, Lizzie. Yeah, okay, so Jacob's feeling really bad, and he's just got to get out of there, and Edward decides, you know what Jacob needs? He needs to imprint on some random. At a a park in Seattle. (laughs) So he tosses him the keys to a sports car, and he drives to Seattle-ish, and then he gets out of the park, and he (laughs) spends time leering at every girl, hoping he will magically imprint on a girl. Anyway, there's this girl, Lizzie, who shows up, who's like, oh, that guy's kind of cute, and he's got a sports car. I'm going to talk to him. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, hey, what's wrong? Yeah, and then and she then, just has a great sense of humor and is kind of funny yeah. with him. And, uh, and I mean, totally going to get abducted if she's doing that sort of thing. Yeah. Because yeah. he's like eight feet tall and clearly distraught <laughs> in a stolen car. Do you think she was a hooker? Yes, oh, that's possible. I mean, like, Stephanie Meyer thinks that Seattle is filled with underage hookers based on... The yeah. brief uh. life of Borean McHeadless. <laughs> <laughs> um, given that it happens somewhere between Seattle and Tacoma, that's, an, that's a city called Federal Way. And uh, <laughs> I, for those from the area, probably a hooker. Probably, probably a hooker. Or a slot machine. <laughs> <laughs> Cha-ching. <laughs> Jackpot. Um, for the record, I just looked up uh, Federal Way, Yelp, and Strippers, and I came up with Old Country Buffet. So go check it out, guys. <laughs> that sounds a lot like Federal Way. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's your spot, Old Country Buffet. I like the plan of Jacob. Like, if, you, if you're in a group that believes that love at first sight happens... That you're just like, well, I just it's a numbers game. Got to go to a park and look in women's eyes. Yeah. I, it's such a great game plan. I never would have thought of that. And he just walks around a park leering at every single girl, including the babies, obviously, since that's part of their thing. Babies are fair game, guys. Yep. Seven foot tall guy in clothes that don't fit in a stolen car. And he's all dirty from being a wolf. Great idea to just leer at women. In a park. In a I park. love the idea that he couldn't print on something that's like not a person also, like on just, I don't know, an Xbox. Yeah. He's yeah. like, this Xbox is so beautiful. <laughs> and he just like, you know, has to figure out how it works with a USB port. Or... <laughs> he has to wait for that Xbox Ooh, the to rumble grow pack. up first. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Xbox is, is too young, but like Xbox 5 will be really great. Yeah. And that's the one he'll actually do it with. He'll feel the call of duty. <laughs> Uh, so uh here's just a random sentence that i hated from the book uh i think jake from jacob's section he says uh, that reminds me of the kids book about that little engine that could oh oh, yeah if only i could remember the name of that (laughs) (laughs) what a weird way to reference that by not mentioning like by saying the whole name in lowercase maybe she didn't have the rights to it (laughs) (laughs) She couldn't afford to pay to get it capitalized yeah. in the book. No. Those three gruff billy goats. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that book. A trio of diminutive pigs. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, other hates, guys? Can we hate it? Yes, we yes, can. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Si, se puede. <laughs> No, that's a different one. Sorry. I'm going to... Just a quick hate on insensitivity. Uh, Jacob, when he's like, fuck it, I don't care anymore. I'm going to drive fast and like leer at people in the park. He parks in two handicapped spaces. <laughs> His dad, Billy, is in a wheelchair. <laughs> and he's taking up two of them. The, the, any, all the, all the you know, disabled strippers in Federal Way will be very displeased by this. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome, because that's combining the two douchiest parking decisions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Hey, uh, one more quick hate for me. Uh, so when Bella becomes a vampire and takes control of the narration back, <laughs> she has this thing from all the Stephanie Meyer vampires where they have super awareness Ugh. and super sensitivity. Uh. If there, it turns out it is possible for a Bella narration to be slower. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking yawn. (laughs) That's going to be our subtitle this week. Yeah, that's great. Um, No, 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 because then she notices Edward's face, and I thought for sure it's going to be like porn in HD where everybody has (laughs) And it turns out she's like, no, 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 no. More perfect than I ever imagined. More perfect than you could ever imagine. (laughs) Because there's that eighth color of perfect that she wasn't picking up before. More like the first paragraph of Wikipedia science. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the eight-color rainbow. It's totally different from those boring seven-color rainbows that the mortals look at. Yep. Uh, so that whole scene was, like, patently absurd, right? Because, like, it's going through everything, and she's like, I tasted the delicious dust motes. The light was so bright. And it's, like, forever and forever and forever. And you're like, all right, all right. Okay, vampire senses, vampire senses. At a certain point, like, maybe 20 minutes later, uh, Kadushin goes, nearly a full second had passed. <laughs> it's basically just by being, like, being super stoned. Like, your perception just is so fuckled. Um, vampire vision, guys. It's a high. Yeah. It's like every story that everyone who's been high has ever told me. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure this is super exciting for you, but I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, uh, I bet that mailman really looked like a cop to you. Yawn. <laughs> and she has this new power where she has split consciousnesses, where one is thinking about, and it's the same dumb Bella, except now her left lobe is thinking about her weird upper lip, and her right lobe is thinking about how beautiful Edward is. At the same, so it takes twice as long. She's got to describe both of them. It's like at like the National Bella Convention, and they're all just they have. <laughs> fuck all to talk about but they're all still monologuing <laughs> like you're in an elevator with four bellas and you're like god damn it i'm sick of hearing you guys all talk about this shit i looked at the girl to my right <laughs> she looked like me but not oh god shut up bellas oh deleted scene <laughs> i don't know if you guys have gotten this far but there is one truly horrifying moment where she's like maybe my superpower was loving Edward more than anyone else had ever loved anything or anyone ever. No, I'm not there yet, but I don't want to be. I really uh, don't want that to be the power. <laughs> God damn it. Like the worst. <laughs> really, if you're like, if you were in the superhero grab bag, that's got to be near the bottom. Loving something super hard. Right, yeah, that's got to be. You've got, I mean, like, the super friends are not going to invite you on many missions. Yeah, like, I feel like Aquaman got to choose, like, <laughs> ten people before Way you. before you. <laughs> Aquaman. At what point are you like, okay, guys, Doc Ock is taking over the world, and in doing so, forcing us to break up with Edward. If only we had a member of the team. <laughs> <laughs> At what point do they call her in for help? No, never. Well, I would call her in if it was like, okay... There's no way that we're going to survive this. Who do you want to watch die? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, he's invented a new, more powerful kryptonite that'll kill any superhero on contact. This sounds like a mission for Bella. (laughs) Bella, go give it a shot. (laughs) We're calling you in, kid. We finally found a mission for you. (laughs) Come on, good cuts. Keep your eye on the kryptonite. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. So uh, for for the next segment today, I wanted to ask you guys some questions. I need your help. Obviously, there's a lot of uh, problems in this book that a lot of characters face, and I wanted to see if you guys either agree with the decisions they make or have alternate solutions planned for them. So in this next segment, I'm calling it Bob the Solver. Can we solve it? Yes, we can. Okay. <laughs> At least you're sticking with that. I have one. Mm-hmm. Everyone gets one good idea. This Are is we going to finish with the bobblements? Uh, <laughs> we may have to. <laughs> All right. So, uh, okay. So, question. Right. We we talked about it before. It's a big issue for me. Uh, there, the the boys came up together, had a very manly solution to the problem of Bella not wanting to remove the alien baby, and then uh, they, them coming up with, well, you can have sex with her if she'll do it. How do you guys yeah. solve? How do you guys solve the problem of the baby in uh, the, the that's killing Bella? Scorch Earth, kill everyone. <laughs> the the Sam Werewolf plan. Um, I'm I'm gonna go with um the uh the suicide soda plan. All right. So you get <laughs> sperm from uh Edward, from Jacob, from Mike Newton, from like <laughs> uh, <laughs> mix it all together in a test tube. <laughs> What's the get a turkey to Mike baster Newton on this one? What's the how do you, how do you how do you come up to Mike Newton and say? Hey Mike, remember that girl you got a crush on? Could I borrow some spunk? I, I think that's not what you say. I think you say, "Hey Mike, can I go through your trash tonight?" And that would probably take care of it as well. Or just right. go up to him and be like, "Hey Mike, Bella Swan," and then just catch. <laughs> Yuck! Yeah. All right, Ezra. So in this plan, one other. So I just one other problem. Okay. Why even invite Mike Newton in when his normal average human spunk is going to be competing with <laughs> hot magma Jacob spunk and blast freezer liquid nitrogen Edward spunk? He's clearly he not going to win. You got to keep it interesting, right? Yeah. No. I mean, one, I like the X factor. Uh, <laughs> two, I think that the uh, <laughs> that the frozen spunk and the the hot dog spunk will be so like. Uh, uh, <laughs> hateful towards each other. They're just gonna really be like yeah, blocking each other left and right. And I think that um the the Mike Newton bland vanilla spunk will have a clean shot to the end zone. Nice, slow and steady. Yeah, spunk <laughs> classic. All right. Uh, now that you know that he's in love with your baby, what do you do with Jacob? How do you handle him? Do you let him stick around and plan on dating your baby? That's a. I guess that's a better question. So now that we know that about Jacob, do you let him babysit? I mean. The the way that the imprinting has been working is that it just they kind of like they don't take no for an answer. He's just gonna steal her baby. I mean, yeah, it's sort of like like kids drinking. It's like, well, if they're gonna do it anyway, I'd like to them to do it <laughs> under my own roof in my yeah. house. <laughs> yeah, um, with at I least one foot a, on the ground. <laughs> I would just build him a condo like in the backyard and and just like make it all windows and like triggered with like. A lot, an alarm system that's like <laughs> calibrated to go off when a child screams, and just like, you know, let him babysit. Oh, like, that alarm get system. Parameters, yeah, you know that really common alarm system. <laughs> um, just like let him have Renesme for like an hour a day, you know, where everyone can see inside their creepy glass house with the child scream alarms, and then you're fine. Everyone's happy. I mean, here's the thing. Like, I don't feel good about leaving him with a kid. Um, but if he feels, you know, like if he says it's gonna be okay, uh, bottom line is, uh, babysitting can be pretty pricey. So true. That's true. I mean, if you can imagine, like, 
uh, all the money you would save on that. It Plus, might well be worth it in the long run. It could even be better if you like if you could convince if you could like have Renezme ask for things like Jacob. Wouldn't it be more fun to play with me if the living room had been vacuumed? Yeah, and then, exactly. And then you've basically got a dog Roomba that'll do yeah. all your work around the house. You got we a seven-foot-tall butler. Yeah. <laughs> we should say also, because I feel like this hasn't really been stated, like, this is all super creepy. It is undeniably <laughs> creepy. But, like, yeah. even Stephanie Meyer claims, like, she has, like, Jacob explain, like, multiple times that, like, it's not sexual. I, um, I really think what happened with every time that happens in the book is when the editor said, uh, I'm sorry, Miss Meyer... I just want to point out I'm feeling skeeved out again. And she goes, oh, okay, no problem. I'll add an apology there again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I just feel like we have to restate that too for, you know, like all of your listeners because it, like, we're obviously making delightfully crude jokes about it. But, like, full disclaimer, Super no crude. imaginary children are being imaginarily harmed. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so here's a problem that I would like you all to solve. Can we solve it? Yes, yes we, we can. can. I knew I could trust you guys. So... Vampire Bella is supposed to be better in every way than ever than Bella is at like basically everything at this point. Mm. Vampire Bella is prettier than Bella. She's more graceful than Bella. What's going to happen? Who sh- who is going to replace Kristen Stewart as the actor in the second half of this movie when she gets replaced with presumably a better actor? I was kind of wondering how they're going to handle the whole like you're perfectly beautiful. Th- probably pancake makeup will replace her. <laughs> yeah. Just like a container of pancake makeup, yeah, and, and, and like a lot of like Alberto VO5, I think. <laughs> I mean, but like the fact that she's a bad actor, it seems. Well, yeah, but but you know what, Alex? Vampire Bella mopes way harder than <laughs> normal Bella. Vampire True. Bella is even more expressionless than normal Bella. She will so, bite her lips so strongly. Yeah. <laughs> but her lips then, will be so much stronger that they'll put up with the strongness. <laughs> and then do the Kristen Stewart, <sighs> instead of acting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think I'm going with bizarro Kristen Stewart. Like it's normal <laughs> Kristen Stewart with a little bit of a snaggle tooth. So and the other obvious problem is that she has turned cool in all these ways that Bella wasn't. So how is she going to go back to her family and friends? Uh, how is she going to cover up the fact that she's all of a sudden attractive? And that she has little fires for eyes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. that seems like it could be a result of a disease, but I've not heard of any rare Brazilian disease where someone comes home hot. Well, it's the cheap Brazilian plastic surgery clinic. <laughs> yeah. I thought about that. Like, maybe they were eyes. like, she had a horrible skin disease, so we gave her reconstructive surgery, and we thought, well, we're at it. Why not make it better? Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. That's That was my thought, is that they said, oh, she got this disease down in Brazil. They took her to the CDC. It ravaged her entire body, so they did reconstructive surgery, and they did as best they could, but they tried to make some improvements where they could. So, there you go. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's like, if you went to Brazil during Carnival, I don't think it's like that out of like the range of possibilities that you come down with a severe case of sexy. <laughs> like, that could absolutely happen. <laughs> I like that the CDC is in the position in Chris's version where they're just like, yeah, but we like to pump out attractive, healthy people. We like to <laughs> we like to fix people up a little bit since you're in here, you know? Yeah. Just go ahead, check the oil, give, me, give it a new paint job, do the whole thing. Yeah, it's like The Walking Dead without zombies. But the thing is about <laughs> Bella, that's... that's Wait, what, what would that be like? The strutting dead? The walk? The walking? <laughs> just the, the walking. walking. <laughs> the walking near near Atlanta. That's, that's yeah. it. All right. Uh, so, so one other problem that arrives. So, uh, uh, before Bella was a vampire, 
she was very fragile, and Edward would beat her up while they were having sex. Yeah. And then she would black out and wake up. And she would bruised, love it. And then he'd fuck a duck or something in half. And, uh... <laughs> sorry, Sarah's mom. So anyway, uh, now she's a newborn vampire. She's stronger than it, than Edward. She has the power to hurt him. Does she, Is it only fair? Does she get to beat him up during sex? Yes. Oh, absolutely. I think she should just punch him straight in the nose. Just repeatedly while they're having sex. <laughs> yep. And maybe she can actually have girl on top this time now that... <laughs> You know, they can get really freaky. <laughs> yeah. I like the idea that woman on top is somehow much more dangerous for the woman. In <laughs> yeah. most cases, seems safer. But if, if you're Bella, she's going to fall down a flight of stairs. Yeah. You, you can't trust women with that kind of control, Alex. She's going to trip. <laughs> she might run. <laughs> <laughs> This ad was required but not approved by Audible. I used to think I was alone. Jake, are you saying I should have an abortion and then you should knock me up with a werewolf baby? Yes. No. But not anymore. Are you sure, Bella? It seems like a good idea. Come on, Bella. Be a sport. No. I'm Jacob Black, and I found love. She's smart, funny, she's gorgeous, and I think she really likes me. Coming, Renezme! Did I mention she's a newborn baby? But it turns out, it's not creepy. I got Lolita for free from audiblepodcast.com slash read and weep, and I learned that it's okay to love someone much younger than you. Right, Bella? Since you read it in a book, I'd be crazy to disagree. Right, Edward? The fact that he wanted to bang you and now wants to bang your daughter is a-okay with me, for some reason. Thanks, Audible! Audiblepodcast.com slash read and weep. That's just a terrible misreading of Lolita. What the fuck is wrong with you, Stephanie Meyer? Alright, so it's time for the second half of our compliment sandwich. Uh, this is the last nice thing you'll have to say about this half of Twilight, the book. It's a lot of qualifications. There's a lot of niceness in your future. Uh, so, we're going to go in reverse order. So, Sarah, please start us off with a compliment, if you think that's okay. Yes, please. Um, so, at one point when Bella is turning into a vampire and she's, like, burning from the inside out on this table, she's listening to things outside of her with her new super hearing to distract herself from the pain. And she hears a Mariners game on downstairs, and they're ahead by two runs. And I really liked, like I really liked this because it, it's it's like <laughs> the end of the season at this point, like in time. It's like September, right? So like Mariners have been doing well that season, <laughs> and they're also ahead by two runs. So I yeah. think this was like the the best use of the fantastical world. <laughs> I, I like to think That's... I like to think she had to go on Wikipedia and look up baseball scoring to figure out how to do that. She had to look at the Mariners <laughs> to do that. <laughs> Stephanie's from Arizona. Yeah. yeah, where baseball comes from. That's where it gets born every year in the spring, and then it dies somewhere in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Chris with a sports joke, a sports <laughs> zinger. Wow. Fuck, Chris, that was great. Uh, all right, uh, let's go backwards then. Uh, let's continue on. Ezra, it's your turn. Coach. Yeah, Co- Coach Fox, what do you have got? I'm going to give it to Rosalie for, uh, for, for really putting it out on the field. She 
took a mixing bowl, bent it on itself, and scratched in the word Fido just to, to piss off Jacob. Um, so some really intensive uh, metallurgy, I guess. Yeah, um, very impressive. Just just for the sake of a, of a slight insult. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Actually, i got to say, one of the other things that I've thoroughly enjoyed about this half of the book is their antagonism. Just as much as I like Seth's un- unwavering positivity, I really enjoy two people who hate each other for no reason and are constantly taking the same digs at each other over and over and over again. Like, she calls him a dog, he calls her blonde, then they move on. It's just like, it's very Looney Tunes. They should be bony at some point. I know they won't, but they should be, right? Yeah, but vampires mate for life, and she's already mated for life. (laughs) Emmett, you know, I forgot that Emmett was a character for a really long time. (laughs) I think Emmett forgot he was a character. Yeah, there was actually, wasn't there a scene where, like, Emmett stood in the the room for an hour and no one remembered (laughs) that he was there? (laughs) <laughs> like, oh Emmett was still here and yeah, Alice apparent. had one thing to do and Jasper had one thing to do and that was the book yeah, yeah. the first half there's still a whole ha- that's the other thing that we haven't mentioned yet there has been so much crazy shit packed in the first 11 hours there's a whole new book starting over yeah but here's the thing I don't want to get like too crazy on this but this is like the last chapter of the saga the last book I mean shouldn't there be like you know, large hordes of Urukai descending upon the house, and they have to like forge an alliance. Well, that's what I'm assuming is that like, the last. I mean, that's how the Godfather ended. Yeah, I, mean, that's... I don't. I don't want you guys to be set up for a disappointment here. Yeah. So I really? mean, Jacob's an Ewok, and they have to chase the speeder bikes, and that's <laughs> that would be the best part of, of this next section is if all of them had to put on little bear costumes. <laughs> <laughs> and all Jacob ever said was yub nub. <laughs> they had to fight. But they all looked perfect in them, and they, they were had the most <laughs> beautiful Ewoks. <laughs> but not in a sexy way. Not in a sexy way. No one's thinking of that anymore in a sexy way. I think not he, for. Not yet. I yeah. have to fight the Volturi, but only using trees and rocks and slingshots from around the yeah. forest. Yeah, and one of them dies, and his buddy cries, and it's really heartbreaking. So sad. And that's how you learn about death as a kid. <laughs> wow, your household. <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, my my last compliment for this is that uh, whenever Jacob said something about his pack and doing what's good for the pack and how the pack must, must behave, and uh, I kept imagining that he meant political action committee. <laughs> mm. And that Jacob was just really into politics and current events, and so he. But like for some reason, the bylaws of his political action committee were set up such that if the the alpha of it says something, everyone in the organization has to agree, and yeah. periodically they get to see each other naked, and they can read each other's minds, just like a normal pack. Yeah, just like real lobbyists. Yeah, they don't yeah. have to divulge where their funding came from, but they do have to wear cargo shorts. Oh. <laughs> uh. I get it. Um, when you said cargo shorts, the shorts that came to my mind were really, really, really short shorts. <laughs> like, I don't know. On like for some reason, like Reno nine one one shorts. Yeah, like Reno nine one one shorts. Like, like that you can sort of see, like you know, some package, like oh, the cargo's like, the balls. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like Larry Bird shorts. Yeah. 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 I think it would be much harder for the vampires to take them seriously that way. I think that'd be a great way to have the element of surprise. <laughs> Showing a little cleavage, <laughs> a little little nut cleavage. Uh, yeah, that would work. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, so last compliment goes to Chris. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little robbery on Alex here Ooh. because he normally talks about the jokes in the book, and I... he touched on this just a little bit. But I very much enjoyed Jacob's blonde jokes against Rosalie, and they were I think one of the few instances. And we talked about this earlier, Sarah, about kids actually acting their age and Mm -hmm. 16 17 year old jacob who's a little younger than edward and bella is just constantly throwing out these terrible blonde jokes like how do you drown a blonde glue a mirror to the bottom of a pool yeah Um, you know that kind of stuff time i would have been willing to laugh at that was when i was in middle school yeah exactly close yeah and i mean jacob's not a smart high school student certainly not yeah i don't know he follows up all of his jokes with Bada bing, which I also really like. It just, it yeah. just has Seth like with a small drum set following around. Rim shots. Yeah, Seth, what a good job for Seth. <laughs> Great job for Seth, right? The alpha commands you to do a rim shot now. <laughs> yeah, that's so it. Cool. <laughs> so in the entire four books, we found three likable characters, uh, one of which is hair. A mustache, yeah. One, one. yeah a mustache, a wig, it, and two of which pup. are hair. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and a puppy. All of them are hair. So much hair. Hey, really quick, uh, I wanted to read some listener mail today. Yay! Great. Uh, Yay! Cool. So, Yay! please write us. Yeah. Tell us what you think. Good, bad, whatever. Yeah, we love we love feedback. Podcast at readweep.com. Uh, or stuff on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash read and weep. But we got a very special letter from superfan Scott, who was the one who sponsored our uh, Wild Animus episode. Fuck and, you, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, which turned out to be a fun episode. And so he he wrote this. Hey, Alex, Stephen, Chris, and Ezra, in order of vocal discernibility. Damn it. I, Damn it. I wanted to write in and formally thank you slash apologize for your last episode on Wild Animus. My theory was that the worst possible book would result in the best possible podcast, but I never considered the physical, emotional, and oral torture I may have subjected on the four of you in the process. Ooh, uh, he used oral. Oral, yeah, oral. Please note that this does not constitute an admission of legal liability. <laughs> that said, if it mollifies you at all, you should know that I spent the entirety of the podcast choking back laughter while at work for the financial crimes division of a major bank. I'll also... which is awesome uh i'll also put out a standing offer to sponsor another episode where you review where you review the first season of breaking bad or a really nice nap in front of a roaring fire uh which as much as i like uh breaking bad uh napping would be my choice if i was gonna get paid to do one of those things what what a nice thing to say and also i like that he was in prescribing wild animus to us he was trying to help us out in his mind he was doing us a solid there was a lot to hate in that book. There was. There yeah. was. Uh, and it was awful. We did produce a good episode, but also, ouch. Yeah. Sarah, you're you're lucky. You didn't have anything to do with that. That was uh, good. The grass is always greener. <laughs> yeah. In this case, it totally is, because this book has been way more fun. <laughs> the grass is greener because Edward fucked all the sheep to death, so they can't eat it. <laughs> yep. Because placenta is an excellent fertilizer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mama Hathaway. Yeah, get all those crude jokes in while you can. <laughs>
awesome. All right, that is it for our show. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. Uh, we'll be back next week. We're going to be watching Breaking Dawn the Movie Part 1 in theaters November 18th, right? Yeah, and thereabouts. You don't have it tattooed on your face? I do, but I'm not near a mirror, so I can't oh. see it. Also, I wrote the emergency phone number there, and it's 119, so I can remember that. <laughs> uh, anyway, so don't go see this in theaters. In fact, you should go to Facebook.com slash Read It and Weep right now and RSVP to the event. Do anything but watch Breaking Dawn on November 18th because it is important that you don't go see it. But we will see it in theaters like the first day and it'll be a great review. So join us next week for that. Anyway, so uh, thank you so much for joining us, Sarah. We really appreciate having you. Uh, thank you guys for having me. It's been a pleasure as always. Uh, again, go see Sarah at IO Chicago whenever you get a chance. And thanks as always, Chris and Ezra. Yep. Yeah. Also, you should go to our Facebook page, facebookcom weep and answer this week's question: How would you solve the problem of Bella becoming smoother and more attractive and a better actor? Who would you replace her with? It's up to you. Anyway, answer that all on the Facebook page. Can't wait to hear from you. Talk to you guys next week. Goodbye. Fuck some right in half. <laughs> yep. Well, don't worry. She'll be so pleased when she hears the the new episode because it has no sheep fucking. Although it does have some duck fucking in the middle for no apparent reason. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> hey, you want me to fuck you off a duck breast? <laughs> <laughs> do do we um do we realize that it would pro- actually completely preserve like the every piece of meat that he fucks off like a blast freezer? <laughs> do we? <laughs> He's he like he is the big ingredient on Top Chef this year, the liquid nitrogen that comes directly out of his penis. But it also gets pregnant. <laughs> oh, Edward, I do not want any of your liquid nitrogen ice cream. So when <laughs> that's a pass. Nothing, nothing.